Midday Grind with Martin and Marlo on 590 The Fan and 590thefan.com. She totally confused all the passing piranhas. She's up, she's up, she's in my head. Seconds to go. Talk. Bring it fine. Five down to the fan. Midday grind. Pond and down. Pond down. Is that the uh, presidents of the United States? Lump. Presidents Lump. of the United States of America. What else do they have? They have peaches. peaches. What's the other one? If I'm not mistaken. There's one more, isn't it? They got that other one, too. And they have the other one. Presidents of the United States. Might Lump. have been a pot joke kind of thing. Not entirely sure. But let's quit messing around. Let's get right to it. The Cardinals all-time saves later. Jason His- Isringhausen on. Martin and Charlie here on Five Nine the Fan. Izzy, how are you? Hey guys, how are you today? We are good. We're having some in-depth baseball discussion, and I said I'm old school, and I kind of like the National League being different from the American League. What do you think the the players feel that are in the National League? Do you think they want the DH? Do you think they want unification where everybody's kind of on the same page? Uh, I I don't really know. I know I know pitchers love to hit. That's all I know. Um, some of them do a better job than others, that's for sure. But um, uh, I think the main thing is it's about scoring runs. But it's always been different. And, you know, there's always been a different style between National League and American League. And, and like you said, I'm being old school, too. I enjoy the difference in the two leagues. I played in both. And uh, I enjoy the double switches. I enjoy the bunts. I, you know, I, 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 get, I can't stand sometimes waiting for the two or three-run home run. Uh, so, I mean, that being said, though, you know, the game's evolving. And, uh, you know, there's more money to be made with home runs. You get an extra hitter, you know, in the National League. It just makes people more money. And I don't have an answer. I mean, I'm, I'm old school, too. I like it two different ways. I know Tony LaRusso was in the American League for a long time. And then he said when he got here, he really embraced the National League style. As much as Tony liked manure, can you imagine him not being able to double switch or pinch hit? Or, can you imagine he would have just been going nuts in the dugout if he didn't have all that stuff to do? Yeah, I mean, there's there's great managers in both leagues, that's for sure. But it just seems like you got to do a little bit more managing in the National League with the with the double switches and and things regarding that. So, uh, yeah, Tony, I don't know how he would have done if he just had to sit there all day. But um, he does a pretty good job of. Uh, of, uh, you know, sliding guys in and out there. I just thought he was one of the best ever of uh, keeping his bench fresh and uh, putting guys in the right position to succeed. And, uh, you know, in, in my opinion, I didn't see anybody ever better than that. And I'm always curious, players that had been in the game that obviously had sort of an image or a perception of Larusa, and then you end up playing for him. And I know you guys are very close and you had fun. He, You could get away with it. You could mess with him a little bit because you're a veteran guy. What <laughs> what did you know about him, though, before you came here in 02? What was your perception? Uh, I just, I, he reminded me of a guy that really protected his, his star players. And, um, you know, he, he made a lot of enemies by throwing at people, so to speak. But, uh, you know, even when we were in spring training, we were taught not to throw at people's heads. You know, there is a time and a place to retaliate. And, you know, it's always from the waist down. But... You know, we're not robots and balls get away, so then it would become a head-hunting game. And I was part of the, the Cardinals-Cubs rivalries with him and Dusty. I think it was more between him and Dusty than the players, for sure. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, we were all been part of it, but very intense guy. You know, he never let his guard down until maybe a little bit after the game. You know, he was he was uh, known for saying, hey, Tony, how you doing? I'll let you know at 1030, <laughs> you know, a- after the game's over. So, things like that. But, uh, you know, Tony, yeah, we were – 
we had a good time together. But yeah, one of one of the best for sure. Izzy, how do you feel about this potential rule, which certainly would affect relievers, about maybe having to throw to three batters, so no more loogies, left-handed guys coming in for one out. Maybe that affects closers more, too, where you couldn't have a lefty, let's say, start off the ninth to face a lefty, then the closer comes in to get the final two outs. How do you feel about that potential rule change? Well, I mean, what's the concept? I mean, are they trying to speed up the game? I mean, what are we going to do, speed it up two or three minutes? I mean, I... I you know, in my opinion, what takes the longest are the TV timeouts, you know what I'm saying, and then also the instant replay. Uh, it takes these guys five minutes to figure out if somebody's out or safe. Uh, in my opinion, I don't see how you can really change the way the game is played. I think you can change some uh, different things that are taking time off the clock. I mean, I, I like the fact that they make guys get in the box. I don't mind a, uh, a time limit on, on in-between pitches. But you can't dictate how many guys a, a batter, a pitcher has to face, or how many. I just, I just don't see how it's going to work out. I don't see the players' union agreeing with it. But you know, it's it's beyond me. Yeah, I mean, think of this scenario: bases are loaded, they go to the bullpen, you bring a guy in, and he just serves up an absolute bomb. It's a grand slam. The game shifts, and they're like, well, he's got to stay out there. And the next hitter, hits, <laughs> the next hitter hits an absolute bomb, and everybody's like, well, get him out. Nope, he's got to face. I mean, it's. It just, in, yeah. I think in, it's one of those in the room and on paper, it sounds like, yeah, hey, that would work. But then when you start thinking about those scenarios, it doesn't make any sense. And I think the players would react a little too. I mean, if it gets gimmicky, then it's not baseball anymore. Yeah, and that's what we just, it's what I'm talking about. You can't change the game of baseball just because you're trying to speed something up. I mean, baseball is what it is. Um, you know, you get, in my opinion, you, you develop better pitchers, the game goes faster, you know, and, uh, and that's part of it. I mean, the game used to be fast before because there wasn't all the the technology, you know. There wasn't things to break up the game. There wasn't all the, you know, I don't know. I would make it, I would make it shorter in between innings, if, I, if, if anything, because I don't think it takes guys that long to, to get out their position. I mean, keep guys from walking their positions. You speed the game up 30 seconds or 20 seconds each inning, and then you're getting your two minutes or whatever, and, there's other ways of doing it besides changing the way the game's played. Here's the list for the Cardinals Hall of Fame in 2019. Fans will be able to vote online. I think they announced the winners in April. Then they have the induction in August. Keith Hernandez, John Tudor, Scott Rowland, Matt Morris, Edgar Renteria, and Jason Isringhausen. Just to be on that ballot, a lot of those guys are your teammates as well, but a guy who grew up in the area probably has an appreciation for Hernandez and for John Tudor. Uh, how much fun is it just to kind of get this discussion going and to be a part of it? Yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the whole thing. I mean, I've been on the list for a few years now, and uh, it's just being able to be in that same sentence as, as all these guys and uh, be, having a chance to put on that red coat and stand up there with Ozzy and Willie and, and uh, Whitey and Jimmy and Carp guys that are still around. You know, we've lost some great guys, but, uh, you know, just to be in that sentence and it's just something very special to me, especially being from the area. Um, watching these guys as I was growing up, they were my heroes, and now I get to hang out with them from time to time. And to be able to be in that fraternity with them would, would mean more to me than anything at this point in my at my life, I guess. And to have that attached to your name all-time saves later, this is a franchise where you mention names that have rolled through here, Bruce Suter, Lee Smith, Tom Hankey, Ackersley, I mean, it's amazing how many big-time names. Now, they didn't all stay here forever, but you're still on top of that list. There's got to be some pride to that. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I, I, liked, I liked having the uh, the single-season record, too, with Lee Smith, but 
I tried to pay Matheny enough to not get Trevor in there enough, but that didn't work out. So uh, it's just uh, having your name in the record books with a storied franchise like the Cardinals is pretty special. And and like I said before, being from the area, growing up a Cardinals fan, growing up you know thirty five minutes from the stadium, it's it's a little extra special to me for sure. All right. So I noticed this last week. The discussion starts getting going. People on Twitter, hey, all right, good for this guy, good for that guy, and then somebody says, oh, is he Mister Unreliable? And instead of like, I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to nuke the guy, but instead you killed him with kindness and you said, sorry, pal, did my best, tried my best, or whatever. <laughs> it's got to be hard to not say. Listen, you SOB, how many saves you got? How fast was your fastball, you jerk? I mean, it, it's got to be hard at that moment to be gracious. Well, it's it's really not that hard for me. I mean, I'm not going to argue with somebody sitting in their underwear in Grandma and Grandpa's basement or something like that. <laughs> there it is. never gotten off the couch to do something with their life. But, uh, you know, that's just part of it. It was just a part of, of getting booed, too. I mean, these people pay their money to come to the ballpark and do what they want, and yeah, you want to get up and choke somebody once in a while, but you got to realize it's just—it's a game at the end, and everybody's entitled to their opinion. But yeah, killing with kindness. I do the same thing with my kids. I try that, but it doesn't always work. You know what? That position—I'm not sure what the equivalent is. We, you know, a goalie here or there, maybe the punter here or there. You're the good guy, the bad guy. But it seems like in baseball, for the closer, like last out. All right, good job. You got him out. Right, good job. Like thirty in a row. Yeah, good. You blew a save. Get this. I don't know if there's more of an overreaction to any one position. Like the hitter can strike out seven times in a row and then get three hits. Hey, he was three out of ten. The closer position, I know Rosenthal went through it. Every great closer has has dealt with that. Is it sort of weird when you know you blow one save and you're just a bum? It doesn't matter. Well, I was when I first got to St. Louis, that was when I got to realize how special it was here when the, the Hall of Famers were always around the clubhouse. And Bruce came up to me one day and said, you know, you're the only guy that comes to the ballpark knowing if he has a bad game, the team's going to have a bad day. So, I mean, it's it's kind of goes hand in hand. And it kind of helped me put things in perspective. But, uh, yeah, I, I think you're right, though, with the closer role. I mean, unless you're the field goal kicker up in Chicago right now, I think uh, <laughs> the closer roles uh, are guys that really take the heat of it. And, you know, you could go out there and throw a, a perfect inning and you get maybe one relief, one reporter at your locker. You know, but say, uh, you know, you blow a game and you've got 20 of them sitting there. So it's the nature of the beast. You get used to it. You've got to have thick skin, short-term memory, all that good stuff that we always talk about. But, you know, there's nothing better than running out there with your hair on fire, getting three outs, and, uh, you know, everybody mobbing you on the mound. It's, it's almost like uh, it can be almost like, you know, like uh, the playoffs every single night for you if, you if you get that jacked up for it. Izzy, why do you think with some players – it works as being a starter or it doesn't, and then it really does as a reliever. I'm, I'm checking your numbers, obviously. Your first year with the Mets, you start 14 games. You have an ERA of 2.81. Then you struggle a bit as a starter. You get injured. Obviously, you're a great closer. I mean, look at Mariano Rivera, the greatest of all time. Couldn't make it as a starter. Why do you think some guys are just kind of made for the bullpen? Uh, I think uh, I think guys, I, I don't know if they're made for it, but guys that do well in the in the – Open have a, a specialty pitch, a swing and miss pitch. You got to have at least one. And if you look at all the best guys that have ever done it, they've always had something that uh, set them apart from other people. And there's a lot to say about attitude and the mental side of it. People that can that aren't afraid to fail. There's a lot of people that can't handle failing. Uh, if you can handle it and put it aside and be able to go back out there, and it's 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 easy when things are going good. 
but you really see what someone's made out of at the end of the game when when you have a bad couple weeks. Um, just got to keep going back out there. You, you got to trust your routine. It's kind of things that I try to teach the minor leaguers now, and I'm trying to get us to maybe start training guys to be relievers early on because they usually are starters throughout the minor leagues and they go to the bullpen. But um, the way things are going today, people don't want to pay a premium for real good closure, so we better start growing them if we want them because nobody thinks they're important until you need them. And uh, as we've seen, the first unanimous uh, Hall of Famer was a reliever. So that, that's a little little uh, feather in our cap, so to speak. What would Jason Isringhausen tell a young Jordan Hicks and maybe even have the chance to do so in Jupiter if they say, hey, this kid, we know about the radar gun. He could be our closer. What what else does he need to learn? It's one thing to throw we know about the high heat, but what what advice could you give him? Um, my advice to, to Jordan would be, I know you can throw 103 every pitch, but uh, how about throwing strike one at about 95 and uh, work our way up from there? I mean, his biggest his biggest downfall right now is, is just his control. I mean, if he can harness that and not try to throw every pitch as hard as he possibly can, um, the, the, light, it's, the sky's the limit for him. But when you get behind in the count, anybody can hit no matter how fast it's coming. These major leaguers are really, really good. And he's got to be able to control the count, stay ahead of the count, so, so he can get those guys to chase his pitches rather than vice versa. And he's still doing pretty good and uh, got a lot of movement at over 100 miles an hour. It's going to be hard to square up no matter what. Izzy, I saw you at uh, River City Rascals, kind of celebrity game a couple years back. I'm sure you still do the fantasy camps and all that. Right now, 46-year-old Jason Isringhausen can top out at what mile per hour if you just really go out there and just let it all loose? Like, I mean, without training, like right now? <laughs> if you went to a fantasy camp and let's say through for a couple days? Uh, I think I could still hit 88, 90. Nice. Yeah. And then what if the guy What if the guy in his underwear from the grandma's basement was in the box? Do you think <laughs> could you put one right in his ear? <laughs> I could probably still – numbers in his on a spine i would i would imagine <laughs> yeah so it would be fun to do once in a while just to prove a point but like i said i mean what are you going to do getting out getting a little hissy fit with somebody sitting in somebody's basement about something they said it's just it's easier i found it easier for me i have followers and stuff like that for me to be nice i got plenty of people to go after them and, and it usually works out just fine i was just going to say that you did it perfectly because you exposed this person you were nice about it, and then all of your followers got after him. That was that was genius. Exactly. See, you just kind of get the ball rolling, and then it'll snowball for you. And Izzy, your official title is still working with the team? Yeah, I don't really know my official title. It, it varies from year to year. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll still be traveling around the minor leagues, working with all the pitching, uh, mainly in AAA. I'll be doing a little work in the big leagues this year with some of the guys that have come up throughout the last couple of years that I've worked with. Uh, just because they get to the big leagues and they don't really graduate uh, from the stuff that I try to teach them mentally and physically and on and off the field and things. And, uh, yeah, I'll be working all through the whole organization this year. So kind of exciting. Looking forward to it. I'll be down uh, spring training a couple weeks in March and uh, getting ready to get the ball rolling. And he is on the ballot this year. Cardinals Hall of Fame ballot once again. Keith Hernandez, Scott Rowland, Edgar Renteria, Matt Morris, John Tudor, all part of it. You can vote online. And the uh, top two will end up wearing one of those Cardinal red jackets. And this may be the year. I think we threatened to bring Kenny Wallace to Izzy's house. We we're going <laughs> we to sit around the pool and drink beer and do a show. We're a little late in the game. It takes us a while to get stuff done. I think that might happen this year. We'll have our people call your people. Sounds great. I'll, uh, 
hook up the grill and get ready to go and maybe have a cooler of adult beverages ready to go and we'll we'll, we'll have a great evening of it we're going to make this happen all right good luck on the ballot thanks for your time all right guys thank you so much thanks all right jason isringhausen checking it i forgot about that till the very end and i'm like wait a minute didn't we have a deal all the things that we never get to that's when we got to make happen you imagine kenny and izzy we'll just you and i'll just leave the show and they'll just yuck it up i'm in especially to leave the show no i'm just kidding Couple weeks back, though, or a couple years back, River City Rascals celebrity game, and Izzy is pitching, and I'm telling you, he was still throwing probably mid 80s, and then I remember there was a a female that had to bat, and it's kind of tough, I think, for pitchers to be able to slow down their motion and their windup to pitch to to a girl who he didn't want to throw as hard to. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it was kind of difficult because. I think He's for bouncing some, him to the plate. Well, I think for some pitchers, it's hard to just break your mechanics down and lob the ball. So it's kind of an interesting uh, situation, but he was still bringing it. And I don't want to tell Hoff how to do his job, but I think the promo out of that is, well, I got a guy in his underwear in his grandma, grandma grandpa's basement. Because it's usually the kid in his mom's basement. He took it to the next level. They're in their <laughs> underwear, and they're in their grandparents' basement. Did their parents kick him out? Yeah, the grandparents took him in. They were such low lives. <laughs> hey, Ma, get out. Go live with your grandparents. Go to Grandpa's. Hey, Grandma. And get some new underwears. Hey, guys, this weekend, it's the classiest gala this side of the Mayor's Ball. Mardi Gras presents the inaugural Bacchanalian Ball, Saturday, February 9th. This year's theme is Time Lab, featuring four time travel theme parties. You can roar with Gatsby. Go mad for the Atomic Age. Break dance at Boombox. See the future at beyond. Dress to the nines in your era-specific finest as you'll enjoy. All-inclusive food and drinks inspired by each time period. Visit stlmardigras.org. Get those all-inclusive passes for this mind-bending journey through time. Plus, use the code BBGUEST19. BB, right? Bacchanalian Ball. Bacchanalian. Bacchanalian Ball. BBGUEST19. Get that $80 ticket. For only 55 bucks. All inclusive. Ah. How about that? Type in BB Guest 19 to get that $80 ticket for only 50, 55 Bacchanalian. I think now I've got it. For the origin. Tannehill. Bacchanalian. <laughs> Out of the tempo. Tannehill. Last shot. Back to throw. Bacchanalian. I think Joe Rose, Jimmy Seffel, whoever that is, next year we need to have him on. And I think they would have fun with it. Oh, 100%. That's the other side of it. <laughs> Uh, go to stlmardigras.org, won't you? All right, time for the end of the day. The end of the day. Okay, when's the end of the day? At the end of the day, it's going to be tough to tell someone they might not be in it. At the end of the day, even though there's moments where you're like, oh, I, you know, I don't want to do this. Uh, going back a week or two ago, actually, uh, maybe one of the days was really cold. It would have been last week or so. Uh, Martin, is there an update on Carson's shoe? You mentioned oh, we- that uh, <laughs> you got an alert saying that Carson lost his shoe, and it's like, you know, Below zero out, so he might, you know, lose a foot. <laughs> now, the the actual story, he was in the gym at school, and they're kicking around. You sent him to school with one shoe. They, they're kicking around. You know, everybody's got the, the ball that you only have in grade school, that little pinkish ball. Was this the night after you ball? overserved yourself no, at your house? No. You forgot to dress your child <laughs> no. at school? I had, I had no role in this whatsoever. So the, Oh, blaming the wow. wife. Blaming the wife. She, she had bus. no role in this. He wore shoes to school, okay. you idiots. <laughs> and while kicking the ball around, kickball, 
his shoe flies off. I want to see a video of this. And apparently it went so high up, and there's those upper heating ducts or vents or radiators, whatever. It sort of went behind there. So there's no, and it's above the bleachers. So you couldn't even scaffold up there. There's no way to get to this area. And they said the shoe is gone forever. I went to pick him up today. I brought his basketball shoes. We threw those on. And then we went and got him a new pair of shoes. Okay. But the shoe, and I said, you will be a legend at your school. It'll live on forever. The kid who lost his shoe. I said, that was a hell of a kick. And I said, but why weren't your shoes tied? They don't have a long stick. It's not even visible. It like went behind this duck. It's like a one in a million kick. What do you think else is back there? All kinds of crazy That's stuff. That's what I'm interested Money. about now. Yeah. Well, I was thinking like Larry David, the building burns down. Like, oh, that shoe caught on fire. <laughs> it's all good. Thanks for asking, guys. That's about two weeks old. Thanks for the follow-up. Uh, someone had texted about that a couple of days ago. Yes. Yes. I was kind of curious, too. I had forgotten about it, but your son was missing a shoe when it was below zero out, and that could be dangerous to the extremities. Hey, you guys excited? You ready? Today, the official day of the player empirical comparison and optimization test algorithm, Pakoda projections, released today Ooh. on Baseball Prospectus. The St. Louis Cardinals projected. 89. No. That's what the Brewers are. Brewers are projected to win the division at 89-73. Cardinals, it's their new role in the National League, guys. Second wild card contenders. They are projected to get the second wild card with a record of 86-76. and 76. The Cubs Falling back to 82 and 80. Ooh. This is Pakota because we've had what? Vegas has put their number out. Fangraphs has theirs. And those are all higher than 86. Yes. Pakota tends to be very conservative in their projections. Uh, the Mets, That's... surprisingly, 89 and 73, tied with Washington, the Dodgers, far and away. The best team in the National League. Gordon Pakota, 95 and 67. Would you care to guess, because it's not in the National League, who the best team in baseball is projected to be next season? Boston. I'm going to guess Houston. Houston, 99 and 63. Would you care to guess who the worst team is projected to be? In in the entirety of baseball? In the entirety is of baseball. Is it not the Marlins? It's not the Marlins. Ooh, not the Marlins. Which is a good stepping stone for the for the Marlins. <laughs> the, not the we're Padres? surprised. It's not, no, it's not the Padres. They're trying, kind of. They're kind of trying, kind, kind of. of. trying. They're projected to go Baltimore 75 and 87. It again. is Baltimore in a conservative projection that's almost meant to be wrong. The Baltimore Orioles are projected to still go 57 and 105. I can see that. Conservatively. They're a hundred lost team. Did they ever get a manager and a they did, staff? I did check the other day. They, they did. did fill out their staff. I remember it was in January. They still had a lot of positions to to fill on the coaching staff. We got like, a manager. That's good. Uh, you don't have a hitting coach, pitching coach, first base coach. Oh boy, do we have a GM? Didn't they replace the GM? Also, they did. I feel like they didn't really know what they were doing. I'm sorry, but again, we've talked about this before. What does it matter? They're not trying to win. Do you Baltimore really need, Orioles, we're not trying. Do you really need a first base coach? We do got you really Boog. need a video guy? You're not trying to win. Uh, they have player projections, too. Just some ones for you to guess on, see if you think it's a good projection or bad. How about Marcelo Zuna? 452 slugging, 22 home runs, 74 runs batted in. Would you take that for 2019? One more time. Uh, I was texting Izzy about this barbecue that we're six months out on. <laughs> Which we're really good at, at uh, really uh, sticking to our Correct. plans. We're great at that. 452 slugging, 22 home runs, 74 runs. No, I'm, last year. I'm sending that back. Okay. I'm sending that back. Paul Goldschmidt, 25 home runs, 86 runs better than 475 <sighs> slugging. 
No, I'm sending that back. Yeah. Goldie's going to be above 500 slug, and I even think we have to see the health here, but Marcelo Zuna in 17 slugged about 550. Even if he, if he falls far away from that, don't you think he should be pushing 500 on a slug? Yes. Let's see if I can get one you guys fair. agree with. How about Matt Carpenter? 364 on base, 452 slugging, 22 home runs, 74 runs. Bang, That's bang. about right. That's about I right. can see the home run numbers coming down a bit this year. Okay. He went crazy But, but last it is year. down, isn't it? 22 would be That's down. what I'm saying. I mean, he went, what, 37 last year? What did he have? A ton. Well, 20, <laughs> 22. I'm saying 22 is down. That's why I just said I agreed with it. Next topic. Are we fighting? I'm confused. I'm confused. <laughs> We said we didn't agree <laughs> with the Goldie and the Marcelo Zuna. I'm saying I probably agree more with Carpenter around 22 homers. I don't think he's hitting right, 37 again. When you again. said his numbers are going to come down a bit, you were agreeing that that's what Correct. they I thought you I were saying that his number, and I'm like, that's what they're pointing out. In the neighborhood. Uh, and for pitching, Jack Flaherty, they project him to have a 13-9 record, a 3-2-8 ERA. Adam Wainwright, 6-6, 6, 3 ERA. Brett Cecil. A 5.49 ERA and a whip of 1.5. Forgot about him. <laughs> He's still on the team? Chase and Shreve, a 4.03 ERA. I'm telling you. He doesn't want to be The story of spring training is going to be, somebody's going to roll up there, probably Gould or somebody who's there early. Brett Cecil's going to look totally different. He's going to have lost 40 pounds. He's going to cut his hair. He's going to have, like, facial hair. He will look totally different. Maybe no glasses. I'm just telling you. Matt Carpenter, 36 homers last year. Okay. 23 the year before, 21 the year before. He's probably mid-20s. That's probably more who he is. Uh, finally, Martin, you're discussing with Frank the many seasons of the Midwest. Last night I heard thunder. I believe the previous two nights I've heard thunderstorms in the area. In the middle of the night, it was raining uh, quite hard this morning. We look outside our Kirkwood Studios. <laughs> it is, snowing. in fact, snowing. The, there are flurries coming down. You're right. We've had rain. <clears throat> Now snow. It was 60 degrees over the weekend. It's dipping back into the teens tonight. What a what a fun week. Hey, that's the end of the day. Probably a lot warmer in Milwaukee this weekend, if I had to guess. Text line. I want oh, to yeah, read, read the text. No, yeah. wait four hours and then respond. A lot of people, of course, as you'd expect, not loving the DH in the National League. Splashback, though, says do both. Add a 10th batter so you have a pitcher and a DH bat. Carlos Danger says Mike Matheny would love the DH, too. Uh, who else here? NL, NL diehards hate and despise the DH. No DH ever. That's from Courtney D. Uh, one person actually is an advocate for the DH in the National League. Says unless Jose? That <laughs> was Jose Martinez. <laughs> 636, unless the pitcher is Rick Ankiel, watching the pitcher bat uh, is the time to go get another beer. Bring on the DH. That's from Tim. And then let's let's end on this note because I think this is great. Coming off the Izzy interview, Jeremy from Chesterfield says, Great interview, boys. Producer to on-air talent with Izzy. Martin, loved your quote of Twitter and having him talk about it. Good day. All right. Hooray for us. Marcus All uh, traded to Toronto, by the way, before we wrap up. Oh, wow. NBA wow. trade deadline show here on wow. the Midday Grind. Break that down Breaking a little bit later. Down. Appliance discounters, the place to go for all your appliance needs. That's obvious in their name and also the pricing. Discounted. That's the deal. And they're big names, too. Frigidaire, GE, Samsung, LG, at the lowest prices, they do the price checking for you. They'll go around town. There's a place, let's, let's just say it's called Shmom Shmipo. Okay. They go and see what they're charging familiar. for that same. I can't quite I say. I prefer Shmo's. I don't want to give it away. Sometimes they go to Shmo's. Yeah. 
Schmierz. <laughs> they do the price checking at appliance discounters, so you don't have to. Family-owned St. Louis business, local, 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 six area places to stop by. Charlie drives by every once in a while and says, hey, there's our sponsor. False. Bought a fridge. Garage. Works great. Love Strick it. Strick talks about going there and haggling. He wants an air filter. There. Yeah. Lazy ass still hasn't gone in. Theappliancediscounters.com <laughs> is their website. We'll do a make good on this, John. Don't worry. They're in Baldwin, St. Charles, South County, Webster Grove, City of St. Louis, and, of course, in Fairview Heights, Illinois. Check them out online. The Appliance Discounters, where their savings are your savings. And also, Schnooks, who brings you the High School Athlete of the Week. We love our friends at Schnooks. We'll be out there next Thursday. Charlie won't be there. Val- You're leaving Jess on oh Valentine's Day, home alone. We'll send some flowers from Schnooks. Oh, that'd be very nice. So you don't have to. Thank you to Schnooks. From for- us, not from you, though. Great